Too many dicks on the dance floor. Too many dicks. Too many dicks. I like that. to talk shit all day but you're gonna love it anyway the steamy nook it definitely is better than reading a book Welcome on into the Steamy Nook. I never learned to read. A podcast where we talk all about <laughs> pop culture, music, current events, and more. Welcome on in, guys. Today, we're joined by some co-hosts. We have a couple people here. We have a few folks here. Uh, Cousin It's on-screen butt-cheek double, a.k.a. Majestic Steve. Cousin It's on-screen butt-cheek double number two, a.k.a. Oat Pocket. We have blonde on speaker quality and not camera quality, a.k.a. Henley Nips. <laughs> Gandalf's dick beard, a.k.a. Mike Cronin. And it's me, the guy who actually filmed the Two Girls, One Cup video, Mike Ortiz. <laughs> Welcome on in, guys. But we do have a return guest with us here for our part three. Uh, it's uh, Queen Amidala's alleged hymen buster, a.k.a. Rockstar Adam Russell from Story of the Year. Oh, that's inappropriate. Wow. Yeah. Welcome on in, Adam. I would never. Wow. I said alleged. Yeah. It could have happened. It may not have happened. Who knows? <laughs> no. Too much respect. But it's Queen, back dog. For a part three. Well, good to be here. Welcome back for a third time. We gotta pretend that it's the third time. I mean, technically, yeah, technically third. Yeah, Check. for the listeners. Yeah, part three for the listeners. It's your second time joining us and gracing us with your presence. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me back on a Tuesday. You got a nice face. The listeners love your face. On a Tuesday, I do my best with my face. Ooh. Yeah, we just we had such a good time that first pod. We're just like, let's. And here we are. Yes. Keep going. Yeah, we were thinking like the first pod would be just like we're going to talk story of the year. We're going to talk Star Wars. We're going to talk um, some Top Gun and it'd be like really quick and it'd be like maybe an hour, hour and a half at most. But all we got to was Top Gun and the Star War. <laughs> I and mean, we're like, hey, oh, yeah. we need some story of the year stuff. So this is the story of the year episode. Sick. It's the episode of the year. There it is. I'll do my own puns. It's the episode of the year. What a great band. Started off right. Cronin, why don't you uh, get some highlights for Story of the Year for the people who may not know who this band is. All right, so I'm going to reintroduce our guest, all right? We can just yes. uh, play play the no. theme song again. Allow me to reintroduce you want, you want the theme song no, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want that. <laughs> all right, I got you, done. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, sorry, go ahead. No, hold on, I got the theme song. Who's playing it? I don't know which one of you morons is playing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tonight we have the founding member of a St. Louis-based platinum-selling rock band Story of the Year. Story of the Year's genre is simply classified as screamo, emo, post-melodic, hardcore, pop-punk rock. Sody's hit single, Until the Day I Die, has been streamed over 100 million times. They have released five studio albums, one live album, one anniversary album, and two DVDs to date. They have completed their sixth album and preparing for its global release. It's the Peanut. Good eye. Good eye. Keith Evans. Good eye. Keith Evans. <laughs> Just kidding. Keith Evans here. No, I mean, you know how much I love you guys. Um, I, you know, we've talked about it before. If you've heard Woofs, um, track ten, uh, you can see how much I love them. I was lucky enough to have a song named after me, so I'm a little biased in mm. saying, you know, story of the years the best rock band around, but I am so pumped for this episode. I have, we have so many good questions for you. I can't wait. We have one or two. Well, uh, the band, the band was lucky enough to, for you to give them money, honestly, That's uh, nice. yeah. to name that song. <laughs> yeah. uh, they I appreciated you had a big part. That. You had a big part in that naming. I know. 
you were there for that, right? Yeah, I approved it. Oh. Yeah, I approved it from uh, the break room at <laughs> Apple West County. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. when I was a band <laughs> yeah. member. Yeah, mm-hmm. you would have done it. You would you would have done right by me if you were there. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. And we're gonna jump into it. We have so much to talk about, but um, I'm gonna hand back over the hosting duties because I'm terrible at this. Yeah, is this a good time to give you some feedback? Um, sure. We've all been meaning to tell you that you felt <laughs> terrible at this. And, uh, anyway, continue. Uh, Apparently you haven't listened to our first episode when I said, I don't need your fucking feedback. <laughs> Adam has decided that he is going to take on a third podcast. Yeah. And uh, Cronin, I'll okay, talk to you later. All right. I just won't leave right. this chair, ever. I'm so my ass to this yeah. chair. It's your new home. Podcasting really is your full-time job now. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of actually is. Until my band is actually playing shows and rehearsing all the time and doing other shit, you're not far so- off. So how many monthly listeners do we need to have to to be absorbed by the Page Avenue Crew podcast network? Um, at least seven. At seven. least I, I think it's seven. All right, we're getting we're close. I'll we're very close. The... Six more to go, guys. <laughs> Six more to go. Sick. Who's in the audience? I I didn't even look in the chat. Who's this? Fuck hey, it. chat. Who's there? I don't know. Who's, who's listening to this? Who, who, who goes who there? there? Name yourself. Talia. Talia. Talia here. Good eye. Hello. What up, Talia? Welcome on in. Hope you're doing well with all that blood going to your head in Upside Down Land. Is it Honky Tonk Chris or Olivia? Olivia, I'm guessing. Yeah. Talia, how, how was my Australian accent my, my, when I uh, said my name is Keith Urban? <laughs> give, it, give it another go. She may not have heard it. Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Sick. Really good. There we go. <laughs> right. really good. It's really Stamp good. Stamp of approval. Sweet ass. That's all you need to do to get citizenship in Australia. Say Keith Urban. She's got to say it real good. <laughs> Yeah, my new passport's on the way. There you go. Let's do this. Let's go. <laughs> Anyone want Jameson? You can't have it because we're on the internet. I have Jameson orange. Nice. How is it? Shit's delicious. It's delicious, it's, you it's, say? It is really good. Yeah. Let's. You taking a swig? Let's take a swig together. I mean, I got Jeez. I got water. Sorry. I'll, I'll take a sip of my matcha tea. <laughs> I have a I have a job to go to tomorrow. My job Me isn't too. podcasting Same. yet. <laughs> to the metric system. Hey, uh, so I have I have one, two sentences I can say in an Australian accent only because it's a quote, and I think I already said it on the podcast, so I blew it for anyone else who's listened to that. Where if I want to get like a real score from Talia, maybe now is the time. Because this is what I'm here for, right? Like to hear my fucking accents? Yeah. This is an That's audition why, for yeah. us. That's why we have you here. Mm-hmm. This is yep, your cool. episode. You can do whatever this you want. This episode is brought to you by Duolingo or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I've got a year seven boy out there crying. He says, you tormented him, you bullied him, and you threw his school bag over the train line. That's good. There it is. Yeah. There it that is. That's good. Score? That's kind of like a, it's kind of got a got Taika it. Waititi. I know he's not Australian, but he's pretty close. More no- oh, look at that. Sounds more look NC. Oh, yeah. NC. <laughs> All right. I Talia like it. in chat just said sounds more New Zealand to me. The dude like who it. I'm quoting is from Melbourne, I think. Okay. Melbourne. Melbourne. All right. That's enough. more convincing the chick from uh, Killing It. Killing It? Oh. Okay. Never mind. What's what? Killing It? The, 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 <laughs> I thought Explain it was a TV yourself. show recently with uh, some chicken. Uh, God, what was it? Anthony Anderson? Is that his name? Shit. I'm trying to remember if that's the right actor. Uh, the, the dude that played Jug oh, Duty. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. J- J- Doug Judy. Jug Judy. Doug Judy. That's the porno yeah, version of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Jug Judy. I'm here for it. 
Jugs Duty? Is that oh, the Yeah, man. okay. <laughs> that was my name on the when I was on the Pack Pod, that was my name, Doug Judy. Man, the I, wonder where, I wonder where you can find that kind of a film, you know? <laughs> sounds, like, Judy. Sounds, sounds like a good time. J U G G Z D O O D Y. Jugs Duty. Serving justice there we and go. jugs. Don't change your name right now. <laughs> don't Google that at work. <laughs> don't Google don't that. Go change work. You actually do. Don't, don't, don't listen to Cronin. Google it only at work. <laughs> on work, on the work computer. Yeah. Do yeah. it now. You have to register. So, so I know, Adam, you're a big fan of uh, fake um, movie music, uh, you know, like uh, pop star and all that stuff. Listen, man, it's all real to me. It's, I mean, it's, it's real. If you can, if it's on, if it's on the Spotify, it's, all it's real. real, right? Fake all bands, real songs. I've been listening to the shit out of like at work. Um, what is it? Uh, License to drive from the boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it's on the worst. That's on Spotify fucking... and shit. Yes. It's on, I got Fuck. YouTube, but yeah, it's, Hold it's on. terrible. Oh yeah. It's terrible. It's so creepy. <laughs> it's really bad, but it's great. It's so funny. There it is. Add to library. That's what I'm yep. talking about. Oh yep. my god, it's so good. That's great. Yeah, <coughs> dude. Here's the thing. Now more than ever, because it's so easy to make high quality sounding music, and there's so many fucking songwriters because of that, and yeah. just the whole industry is different. Fake quote fake music, yeah. fake artists, real songs. They're all way better as of the past like 10, 15, yeah. 20 years. You know what I mean? And what? the Lonely Island, I mean, they're they're a fake rap group. They would call themselves a fake rap group, but they're a fucking real. Mm-hmm. They are real artists. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that shit just keeps getting better. It's comedy, but it's actually really good, especially yeah. compared to other things. Like you hear some yeah. other rap, it's like, ugh. but it's hilarious. But it's it's great production and it's awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. And I'll say this: bringing it back to my band. Everybody makes fun of me for listening to, quote, fake music, Dan especially. But there, especially the past few years, listening to comedy music is it's like fucking therapy, dude. It doesn't matter yeah. what mood I'm in. I can listen to something that makes me mm-hmm. laugh, and I enjoy yeah. it. And when the melodies are good and, I, the, lev- yeah. and the lyrics are clever, because that's, that's the other thing. It, like, you can write stupid songs about dicks and farts, whatever. Mm-hmm. But writing real comedy music takes skill it takes like it's it's just as challenging to write lyrics that way yeah they'd be funny and have melody which is crazy and comedy's fucking hard like talk talk to a stand-up comic it's fucking hard it's uh, writing comedy tv and movies and everything it's actually way harder than drama in some ways because comedy ages really quickly and to write something that that doesn't age really quickly or or like the the select few that actually somehow become timeless that's fucking hard dude so if somebody can do that in the context of music and do it really well i have a lot of respect for that and i just enjoy it you guys ever notice when like a comedian tries to do a serious role and they actually kill it yeah mm-hmm. isn't that weird yeah yeah i've heard people say and i can't remember i i feel like they were referencing robin williams at the time i don't know who it was but who, who actually said the thing but they're talking about how the comics who become actors who are successful end up being some of the most like believable and like deep dramatic actors because the kind of introspection it takes to be a comic mm. and to be right. have that like self-deprecating kind of in- introspective humor takes you to a place that turns out to really help you as a dramatic actor. So like sure. when Robin Williams yeah. started to kind of cross over in the early 80s, 
and I guess Good Morning Vietnam was like the big breakout. Holy fuck, dude. That was yeah. a hilarious movie, but yeah. that shit was heavy, like really heavy, and he killed it. So, um, the one hour photo. One oh, of my favorite yeah, that one's a, he's movies. a creep in creepy, that one. dude. Yeah. Even Mrs. Movie. Doubtfire, dude. Yeah. When it yeah. comes to like yeah. the real, like heartwarming family moments, it's like you want that dude to be your dad. You're like, I get it, dad. I'm so, I, I, I'm so sorry that you had to dress up like an old woman. <laughs> the whole time, the whole time. Yeah, yeah that's, think, that uh, part didn't age. Well. Adam Sandler you doing it like, now. You know, I said he's crossing over. And, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, he's bouncing between the two. He'll make like a goofy ass mm-hmm. movie, like uh, what the Do Over, mm-hmm. something like that, and then he'll pop into a new movie. What's his newest one? Was it like Hustle? Hustle. Is that what I it is? I haven't the seen it yet. But yeah. yeah, if if you like basketball, you'll love the movie. From what I understand, if you love basketball, you'll love the movie. Punch Drunk Love was the first like major dramatic thing he did, right? Probably. P.T. Anderson film? Unless you count the ending to Click. Click I gets, love Click, it gets serious, awesome. dude. Yeah, that's a great movie. I love Click. Yeah, Click was sort of like, it was just hilarious the whole time and just goofy. Typical Adam mm-hmm. Sandler, then the end hits you in the nuts. That's so serious. Yeah. yeah. Kicks you right in the dick. You're like, yeah, this would be fun. Look at all the shit I could do. Oh, fuck. <laughs> never mind. I've wasted shit. my life. Next. Next. Have you guys seen like the horror movie cut of the trailer for Miss Doubtfire? No. Yes. <laughs> it is. Amazing. Yes. You guys need to check it's that so out. It's so good. I love that kind of shit, dude. It's actually kind of frightening. It's kind of frightening. Have you seen the, uh, it's not just a horror movie cut, but they did a full-blown CG uh, reimagining or like overhaul. The um, There's actually a series, you know, Corridor Crew? Yeah. You know, you know that YouTube channel? Yeah. They're like, you know, for anyone listening, they're, they're CG, they're like VFX artists, and they've been making little amateur short films for years and then they they blew up doing this thing called visual artists or sorry vfx artists react to mm-hmm. good and bad cgi right and then they started doing this series called we made so-and-so r-rated like you know we made marvel r-rated we made star wars r-rated we made home alone <laughs> r-rated yes so they number one they made the trailer where it made it look like instead of the family being shitty to um what's macaulay yeah. culkin's character kevin Kevin to Kevin. Kevin. Kevin's a psychopath and he kills the whole family. Wow. So All right. like, okay. He okay. kills he kills the family and he like ki- like shreds the, the fucking burgers. robbers. Yeah. Like burn yeah. Burns them with blow uh-huh. torches. Like, you know, the the nail when he steps on the, the stair with the nail, instead of it just stabbing his foot and he falls back. <laughs> like they show it sliding back and like ripping through uh, his whole foot oh, like fillets yeah. open you know blood everywhere it's it's fucking Damn. amazing they wouldn't have been in part two yeah so adam with you being like a creative you know having your podcasts and having music besides all that kind of what we've spoken about what do you normally watch and listen to what are you consuming to fuel your creativeness um i've always been i've always been into sci-fi my whole life, like sci-fi and action films, like I grew up in the 80s, obviously, obviously because of my oldness. Um, so I grew up on shit like Top Gun, like we talked about, um, Schwarzenegger movies and Star Wars. And then anything else, like even remotely adjacent to it, like Predator, Star Trek, Alien, uh, like just, you know, all that shit from the 80s, all like the big blockbuster action and sci-fi stuff. Not really fantasy shit. Like I wasn't into... Uh, comic books and stuff so i don't really fuck with dragons and shit like that <laughs> Damn, about but um we'll save all our dragon questions for josh when he comes back on <laughs> yeah that <laughs> josh fucks with dragons for real and then music i grew up on like we we actually just talked a lot about this on this most recent episode of the podcast of the story of the year podcast that hasn't been published yet 
I was raised on classic rock, the Beatles, um, like 70s classic rock, the Beatles, Eric Clapton, and Motown. Mo- yeah. Like Motown was my parents' party music, so anytime they were having a party, that's that's what the kids listen mm-hmm. to in the day, I guess. So, you know, so I was raised on Temptations, Four Tops, you know, all, all that kind of good shit. So as an adult, because of those things, I ended up, or like as a teenager and then an adult, I ended up being super into hip hop and metal and hard rock and shit, which led to new metal, emo, screamo, hardcore, punk, all that kind of shit. At this point, it's still all the same shit. And anything new that I listen to, it tends to be heavier or like just straight up pop. Mm -hmm. But there are very few, like I had this realization really recently that I don't know if there are more than like three artists that I would go see in concert that I would actually be like, Oh fuck, I want to get a ticket for that and go other than, other than friends. Like part of that's just being old, but part of it is for sure. The fact that I've been in a band for 20 years. So I've been to more shows than anyone ever needs to go to in their fucking life. Right. Yeah. What's something that you've been listening to recently that maybe had come out within this month, the last couple of months. What's, What's something that's been in your constant rotation? This oh, uh, <laughs> uh, this year is an easier question. Okay, the Top Gun Maverick soundtrack, obviously. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little On bit repeat. of that. Honestly, more like scores yeah. and shit. The past year, because you know all the new Star Wars mm-hmm. shit is all great. Um, but um, I would have to like actually look in my Apple Music library. I do more of like olding, adding old shit that either. You know, it was like an artist that I was exposed to as a kid, but I never got into. And then I go rediscover them and do a deep dive. Or it's something that I'm just late to the party on. You know, it's not new. I'm just like, oh, fuck, yeah, this artist is actually really good. Um, Aside from that, Mm -hmm. like like if Lady Gaga puts out a new album, I'm going to bump that shit. It's going to be on all the time. He's legend. They're my friends, but they're also kind of just my favorite band right now. They're amazing. Phenomenal. Like. As an as an adult in this time period of my life, excluding all the stuff that I've listened to for thirty years, they're my favorite band. Which is a pretty fucking sick thing that like good yeah, friends yeah. of mine are like my yeah. favorite band. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which record from them, if I can ask? I I've fully absorbed the previous album when a new one comes out. Um so right. I'm there with the most recent one, which is now a couple years old because of the pandemic and all the bullshit. Uh White Bat. It's fucking incredible. But yeah. phenomenal album. It hates you. They're Fourth, third, or fourth, fourth album, I guess, is like the one. It's there to me. It's kind of like their black album. It's there around the fur. It's there. It's not like an album like Page Avenue. Like it's something that they matured into, and it's like, oh, this is this fucking band now. Now you know what I mean. What blows me away about them is the fact that they were like, all right, we're doing one more album. We're done. Yeah. And then that album was like that album came out, and the first first text I sent was to Wiley, and I'm like. This album's fucking amazing, and yeah, then dude. sure enough, Skyler was like, "Well, this has got such a, such a buzz. I mean, let's see what we can do with it." And then two albums later, That's great. Yeah, they're yeah. still yeah. cranking them out. They just the new sounds great. They just can't not play music. Yeah, that's their thing. And they've and we've had conversations about that. You know, there were times when Adam, their guitar player, was just like, "I, I don't want to tour. I'm just not going to do it." And then they'd kind of be off for a while, and then they'd come back to it. He'd be like, all right, I'll do a tour or I'll do, I'll, I'll do another tour. And then, you know, fast forward a few years and it's just like, okay, this is, this is who we are. Like we, we yeah. aren't dudes with day jobs. We aren't anything but 
musicians. This band is our life and we're going to keep fucking grinding and, you know, take all the sacrifices into account and just deal with the fact that they're, you know, you're like addicted to music. That's their, their, their life. Yeah. So, um, I'm thankful that, that they just persist yeah. given all of that and they do well, you know, like they, they do yeah. now better than they've ever done. They've got this like amazing back catalog. They've got this fan base that's grown over time. So it's good for them, but they're still grinding. Yeah. So I have so mm -hmm. much respect for those dudes for just persisting and grinding, given the fact that it's hard as fuck to be a working class musician, you know? Yeah. So that's a good point. You, you mentioned, you mentioned about, um, your favorite band being, uh, your friends, you know, and, um, I think we've talked about it internally, maybe not on the air, but, um, I think the Patreon, the discord story of the year thing has been insane for a lot of us, you know, um, I've gotten to know you guys kind of briefly through, you know, the, the wolves campaign and things like that, but this has really connected us. Um, you know, we text personally, I text with Josh and Dan personally, I'm not sure if Ryan mm -hmm. even exists. I think he may be a figment of our event. No, I'm just kidding. But no, but um, you know, we talked about it. It's like, dude, we have a podcast that's kind of a spinoff of our favorite bands podcast and the lead singer <laughs> sings our intro. You know what I mean? Like, so, <laughs> yeah. so 20 year old Mike Cronin would literally just diary in his pants. You know what I said? 38 year old Mike Cronin <laughs> yeah. and is, eat is, it. is a little more accepting of it, but um, well, I thirty-eight said year old Mike Cronin has money to buy himself, uh, you know, adult diapers, and so now he craps his pants from the comfort of his own home. Legally, on the reg. for fun. Yeah. Legally, I poop my pants. <laughs> yes, uh, I have a prescription. I have a prescription to poop my pants now. <laughs> <laughs> just poop my pants just now. Poop Don't my pants. Yeah. Proud of it. Thanks. What's that? <laughs> Put that on the meme list. <laughs> no thanks. Oh, yeah, no, it's happening. Cronin in like old man diapers, just <laughs> That's a hard shitting pass. himself. That's With headphones on, but like the music is the song for the pod. Put the down as a meme there, uh, Ortiz, on the meme list. Shirtless, which is Crocs, <laughs> and like a backwards hat. <laughs> and, and this is totally sidebar, but a couple episodes ago, we were talking about Star Wars and Lucasfilm and things like that, and we were talking about Indiana Jones, and um, we talked about Indiana Jones 4, and I could not, for the I was so drunk, I could not call Shia LaBeouf <laughs> Mutt. I kept calling him Muff. I called him muff like 15 times <laughs> and it was not for a joke. Like it was like, I was like, Oh, he, muff, was, being he was just Legit. talking normally. Like, oh, he just muff, kept saying muff. muff. Like, great. God damn it. It's not muff. It was great. <laughs> but yeah, no, but you know, kind of going back to what you're saying, I said, this has been um, a huge <laughs> thing for a lot of people. And um, you know, I talk about story of the year in my normal life and you know, I mean, realistically, people are excited about it, you know, for a minute. But, you know, my wife gets sick of me talking about story of the year. So it's fun to have mm -hmm. this this outlet to kind of get on. And, hey, if I really want to just just kind of nerd out about dive right in, I can, you know, and people will listen and give a fuck, you know, like and not tell me to shut the hell up and, and you know, clean the bathroom or something. Right. You know? But um, no, I said it's, right. you guys are just <laughs> I mean, you're you're just doing it. And um, I love the direction you're heading in. And uh, it's just great. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate everything you just said and all the support that, mm -hmm. that you guys give us, despite the fact or alongside the fact that we have gotten yeah, to know each other absolutely. on a more personal level. Like from a distance, people paying you monthly to continue doing what you do and get, you know, your, your limited access or your t shirt or your sure. fucking free tote bag or whatever. Like that's cool. But to get to know people and have a, like a personal relationship, 
and then they continue to be like, hey, man, here's money. Just keep right. please making just make right. the music, please. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking awesome because ultimately that's what something like Patreon is about. It's not about like subscribing to like a streaming service or something where right. or internet access where it's like, here's exactly what I get from for my money. That's the only reason I give right. you money. Right. Give me that shit. It's a product. Something like Patreon and the concept of patronage is, hey, I like what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Here's money. Just make more of it. It used to be. And if it did any of you guys see the documentary that Ryan and I made? Did you actually see oh, yeah. it? Oh, fuck it. Yeah. Absolutely. Jack Conti, founder of Patreon, we met him like, you know, when we interviewed him that day. I know I, I have like such a connection to Patreon and I'm so invested in the concept yep. because of that interview. Cause I heard that dude talk for an hour. You know, he's maybe in the documentary it, yeah. for eight minutes or something. But hearing that full interview and really getting straight from the horse's mouth exactly what this is like philosophically and conceptually gives me an understanding that I think even like other mm -hmm. members of jo you know Josh and Dan members of my band don't have other dudes on my Star Wars podcast don't have it's it's not about like here's the product here's the money it's really it goes back to the days when people as you guys know from the thing were you know, like a king or a, a duke or something or a fucking a baron would be like, I love your work. Paint me more. Paint it on the ceiling. Whatever you want. Just make it look beautiful. Come over here and paint during my party. Dance, minstrel. You know, like just here's money. Just do the talented thing that you do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Rather than, hey, person who has money, I made this thing. Would you like to buy it now? Nope. I'll fuck off and try to sell right. it to someone else. You know, it's it, it kind of flips the whole thing. And it being that kind of support model it's so much more pure. Like it's more of a struggle. It's a, it's a different, it's a whole different mindset, but I think it's beautiful. I will accept all the bullshit that went on in the music industry and how badly the, the people in charge of the industry fucked up given the fact that we got here. So we could mm -hmm. be doing this now, you know, like I'll, I'll take all the Napster bullshit and everything that went down. Fuck it. Here we are. And now we can just engage directly with fans, people who love our music and have relationships and continue mm -hmm. to make it. Is there currently a way yeah. for someone to watch your documentary at the moment? If you're not one of the uh, the Kickstarter backers, no. And even if you are and you didn't say, hey, it's me, give me my access now, you know, so I could like pass on the or add you to the list or whatever, because it was like on Vimeo as a, you know, you follow and then we, as a follower, we mm -hmm. then grant you access, whatever. If you're not one of those people, I would have to like dig it up out of a hard drive and fucking send it to you because I somehow in the five or six different Vimeo accounts I have, I lost the login information. I don't know what email address or fucking password. I have no clue. This shit's just living up there. Future machine is just a thing and I have no clue how to access it. And Vimeo is a shit show. I'll send it to you so you don't have to dig it out just in case. Can you just hack it for us, please? <laughs> Yeah, Henry, Henry can do right that. now. Henry pirated a movie about. Can you pirating. just for it? If I, I somehow missed all that actually when it happened, or I would have gladly paid for it. <laughs> can you just do a one-off fappening of my uh, social media handles and shit? And <laughs> well, I just sent you a copy of your own movie, so you uh, have easy access to it if you want to grab oh that my from my God. Google Drive. You did that while we were recording. That's Sick, that's funny. <laughs> I told you he was doing. I have it somewhere. Honestly, you. like, hold on. It's probably in sent iCloud a, a somewhere. Pirating. Pirated copy of a anti-pirating movie. If you get it online or any sort of links anywhere, if you decide to put it somewhere else, if you decide to put it somewhere else. Uh, I've been let me know. I've been wanting to put it on YouTube just like for free for a long time because it is 
it is pretty dated. It's it's a great it's still a great story about <laughs> what it's like to be a musician and deal with that shit. And it's a great sort of mm-hmm. time capsule of you know late like the early uh, or late aughts, early whatever the twenty ten to twenty twenty time is teens, teens technically I guess yeah twenty teens. Um, it's great like snapshot yeah. of that and what's like what it's like to be a musician. But Ryan is Ryan mainly is like man, I don't give a shit about that thing we made it um i it was our film school it's dated let's not put it up and i'm like uh, are you sure and he's like let's please i think it was great even for people to watch just yeah. out of the blue currently i think it really just showed what it's like for people just that create music and put it online and why signing up for something like a patreon really just actually helps a band or why buying a band's merchandise actually oh, helps a band versus right. just you know streaming things yeah I watched it two years ago for the first time and it like opened uh, my eyes to so much shit. Sorry. And even though I know it's time lightly passed already by then, right. it was like, this is fucking serious. A lot of the shit actually, you know, the stats are, are very dated, but conceptually we're basically in the right. same place, you know? And the biggest thing is, I don't know if we've talked about this on the story of the year podcast or not, but streaming it's great because now that's, just what people do for the most part. It's just so much more of a pain in the ass to steal music. It's like, Oh, I'll pay my monthly, whatever, you know? And then everybody, everybody gets paid, but it's a lot less money because Spotify isn't, they're they're like, I don't, I don't even know if they're a profitable company yet. They might barely be in the black at this point. There, there was so much investor money. They're, you know, at least half owned by the record labels. So, their actual revenue and what they have to pay out, it's not much. And the the way they and everyone else, except for Apple, pay artists, it's a percentage of revenue. Uh, so there's like no standardized rate. There's no, hey, you made this song, therefore you have earned this much money by law. Like it's been for physical media and radio for decades, you know? Like if you get played on the radio, if someone plays you on the radio, you get paid so-and-so amount period like that's just how much it costs it's like it's similar to like a union rate like sorry this is the fair rate we've legislated it to make it so give these motherfuckers their money but with streaming it's like well here's how much we have divided up between you and bruno mars and Mm -hmm. fucking dua lipa and electric cowboy all of it like you're just fucking divide up the pie but apple Actually, like I can say this as a now now no longer an employee, I can say this. Um, they're like the only company that said, no, we should standardize this too. Granted, they're in a place where they can financially do that. Apple Music isn't their primary source of income. So they can just say like, yeah, let's standardize it. Fuck it. Give these people what they fucking deserve. And I'm, I'm sure they have business interest in mind there too. Like let's standardize so we can knock out some of the competition. But Either way, everyone else, when there was a push to standardize, every other one of the streamers fought against it, like hard lobbied against it. That's why I've I've been saying fuck Spotify forever. Henry's been saying that since the start of this podcast. <laughs> ironically, and Henry might be saying this, but I think Napster pays the best. Ironically. That's what I was trying to get to. Yeah, is that I had a question about the Napster. At least stats that have been put out um, publicly. Put those out. Oh, okay, I, I couldn't remember who did the uh, the claim that Napster's payouts are are 
the biggest of any of the larger streaming services. And I was curious, I didn't know if you say Apple's the only one that standardizes as so naps as naps are not standardized or are you not familiar with their payout specifically? Well, they're the only ones that, that fought for standardizing, like passing legislation to, mm -hmm. to standardize. Um, everyone else fought the bill, like actively lobbied against it. So that's not to say that Apple pays the best because obviously yeah. Napster pays more. There, there could also be legislation, like old legislation wrapped into what they're paying. They could have been, their hand could have been forced in that. Yeah. Who cares? Point being, um, it's still the Wild West, even though for the vast majority of people in the developed world, streaming is now the way you listen to music. It's still very much up in the air until they lock some shit down. It's, I don't know, it's going to be a thing that's on my mind at least. So for streaming, for people streaming your, your music, would you prefer someone to buy a physical copy or constantly have your songs on repeat on, say, Spotify or Apple? It depends on how and where you buy the physical copy. Like, pre-orders now, like, actually with this album, Here we this go. is a, a great topic. I'm excited. I don't know what the fuck we're going to press it on. Yeah. Like, are we going to do vinyl? Are we going to do tapes? I don't know the fucking point of doing a CD. Let's press it on Henry's dick. Like, <laughs> bench press it on Henry's <laughs> dick. Um, it's useless it for everything else. Might as well put some good music on it. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, well that, that, I did have a question similar when you're talking about the streaming and then he brings up the physical. What do you think of the... Doing stuff like, I know there's multiple services, but similar to Bandcamp. You guys did with one track when you did the uh, the cover of um, Bulls on Parade. On Parade. And uh, like putting it there, and, and obviously not everybody's going to go out and buy it. Most people think, well, I'm paying $12 for Spotify. I'll just stream it. But the people that want to support, yeah. what, are, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you're selling digital copies. You're not paying for any goods or services, um, any you know, physical goods. And at the same time, somebody can own, own their, their license of it, their copy of it in whatever format they want. They all give me shit, but of course, you know, I love my flack stuff. I'm surrounded right now by a very nice set of speakers. I love having my shit in flack and listening. Um, yeah. I was, what, what, what's your take on that? Cause I would obviously, I bought stuff like um, one of our other locals uh, that we, every week we we're like, fuck Wiley. I, I, I bought his shit. He's got it on Bandcamp. I bought his shit to have, have the flack there. Let it. Henry, let him answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> I would say uh, it comes down to, to yeah. merch. Buying, like I would say support your favorite artist on Patreon if they're on it. In this case, us, please do. Whether or not you actually take advantage of the, the benefits at the tier that you pay for. Like I, I'm a patron of a few different things. I think two podcasts and then Corridor Crew. Corridor Crew is the only thing that I actually take advantage of the extra shit because every video has extended cuts. And they're a fucking video production that's company, cool. so of course, like that's that's a no brainer. But like the podcasts, I don't care. I've just I've been listening to them for free for like this one Skeptics Guide to the Universe, this science podcast. I've been listening to for fifteen years for free. Oh wow! They can have my fucking five right. bucks a month. Like take it. I don't yeah. need anything. Just take the money. Good job. Keep making the podcast. Um, so if you do that for a band, fucking a. If you want the higher quality mm -hmm. audio, it seems like most bands are doing something like that in a pre-order kind of thing. So you'll get like, you know, a shirt and maybe a CD, or you'll get like the flack download or just a full-blown wave download, whatever, AIF, whatever. So it's there, but it tends to be like, like if you care about the quality, 
that tends to be like a limited window. And if you just want to support, I guess just buy whatever merch they have and continue to stream the shit and probably do Apple Music or Napster. It's a complicated question with a complicated yeah. answer. It's all a lot of like yeah. gray area. It's just, just don't steal their shit. <laughs> it's simple. Yeah. Don't steal Pirates. their shit. And don't don't assume that you're entitled to everything just because um, it's not a physical right. piece of, you know, it's a, not a piece of furniture. Right. It's not a, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I bought... I bought Page Avenue at least yeah. 72 times, I think, between the vinyl <laughs> release and, <laughs> and cassette tape. Yeah, I have, I do have two cassettes. I sent one to uh, Conti Steve, but yeah. That's tight. So he found an In the Wake cassette. I don't know if he told you that, Adam. Yeah, so no way. he was going to send it to me. I don't know Conti if he ever Steve. did. Um, yeah, Australia. So out of Indonesia, oh, dude, yeah. he found a In the Wake cassette. I was like, I've yeah. never seen that in my life. You know, that's crazy. It may be okay. a bootleg, but it. It sure. also may be real because it makes Indonesia. Cool, like, it looks cool. It looks cool. <laughs> the, the first time we played there, we probably said this on the podcast. I don't think we sold real merch at all because it's just it's a known thing. You play a show there, and you're there. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to bring it up. <laughs> it's just wow. The black gray market, whatever, is just a a part of the economy there. It just is what it is. Funny mm-hmm. enough, I think Cunty Steve actually led that operation. He was the one selling that, <laughs> that bootleg shit. He does. This so guy he made yeah. merch. Stuff. I don't know if you he guys has, know. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to send lawyers after him. I mean, I, I guess I should say he allegedly makes the most merchandise that's related to Story of the Year that I've seen from a person. Uh, allegedly. allegedly. And they're allegedly they're, yeah. pretty badass. Just saying. Dude, as far as I'm concerned, any merch that isn't a copy of existing yeah. merch, fucking mm-hmm. a, do it. Like I, I, I mainly had this opinion by being so deep into the Star Wars community and seeing what Lucasfilm does. There's an ongoing conversation about, like, especially with one of the guys who's in our podcast network, who's basically the fourth host. Anytime Disney Parks, specifically, like Galaxy's Edge or somebody, releases a new product, it's like, oh, there's another product that they stole from yeah. the maker community. But yeah, it's like, are they stealing it? Or are they just saying, look, look, we let you guys do pretty much yeah. whatever you want. No one really gets a cease and desist letter unless you're printing tens of thousands of Star Wars shirts that say right. Star Wars. Like, yeah. you kind of you kind of get to do whatever you want. And if we see something that's good enough, we're just going to make it ourselves now. You know? so Just that much better. Yeah. And, yeah. and make it widely available. So I'm kind of like of the same mind with our band. As long as you're not taking our actual merch and reprinting it, fucking scanning that shit and going, hey, I have it for $4 less. Fucking who cares? If you right. Like, to us, it's actually pretty sick. Like, oh, wow, you went out of your way to make that shirt on your own because that didn't exist, and you thought that was a sick lyric to put on a shirt, or you thought it was cool to put a dick on the falling guy? Whatever. Like, <laughs> we're stoked on that. What if I put two dicks on the falling guy? Yes. So, yeah, I made this shirt, too. Cronin's holding up a shirt. <laughs> With a logo nice. that he had made, got made. <laughs> Dude, that's <All> right. tight. <laughs> I dig that. But like, yeah, we never make any, we would never sell anything. You know, we make it for our own use and just fucking around a lot. And one of the stories we told on the Discord was I made some just silly shirt just to kind of see how this would work out. And it had the kind of the in the wake story of the year font. Mm-hmm. And then it had you guys on there. And I think about six months, a year later. I was like, you know, scrolling through Instagram and some dude was like modeling in the same shirt. <laughs> And I'm like, I made one, dude. What? <laughs> like, so whoever designed it fucking just printed another one and sold it somewhere. Holy shit. Yeah. It was it was the same fucking shirt. So it had the it had the same font and it was like a photo shoot from Wolves. You know, Whoa. like post Wolves. It was you were in it, everything was in it. And I was like, so we were trying to figure out like we're like 
emailing the guy like, where did you get this fucking shirt, man? Like, you know, I don't know. It was that crazy. has to be just like you said, like they did a couple yeah. test prints and they're like, yeah, hey, you want let's this? Or it, they just toss it in a box and somebody grabbed it, you know? Yeah, let's put put it in the, the Goodwill at, in Thailand and <laughs> right. fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it holy weird. shit. Because yeah. he was like in South America or some shit. It was, it was weird, man. That's Come to crazy. Brazil. Yeah. yeah. I, I, felt, I was like. Man, I'm offended by some dude bootlegging my bootleg shit. <laughs> oh, I remember it's that now. Up, bro. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. I remember yeah. saying that. Yeah. Like, this bastard bootlegged my bootleg. Yeah, yeah. You son so, of a bitch. Make all the story of the year merch you guys want. Just don't copy it. And uh, that. But buy theirs first. Buy the, buy yeah. buy the first. official I'll first. buy anything you make uh, in my size. Because that, that's the thing. Like I And I buy shit that's not in my size. Because I'm like, I got a bunch of t-shirts hanging up that won't fit me. But I'm like, dude, this is a this is a dope fucking design, and I want to keep. If it. you're listening to this pod for the first time, uh, if you guys didn't know, Mike Cronin here on the on the podcast, one of the hosts, has his very own story of the year museum in the room he's currently in. I do. It I is. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> Doesn't even it, it, but I got it. Dragon Duke. Hen- Henry is now holding up a yellow shirt with the yeah. story of the year dragon dick. The infamous graphic, dragon dick. The dragon the dick. Infamous graphic. dragon put that dick. On, yeah, yeah. Put that on Patreon. We'll post a picture of that. I operate the the fully official unofficial story of the year museum out of Spring Hill, Florida. Um, it's quite a quite a sight to be seen. <laughs> um, I have things that they don't have. I send them things that they don't have. So um, I have a I have a full drum kit from Josh Wills that I'm very proud of. Holy I shit! I forgot about that. Which one is yeah, it? Yeah. So I can give you a, I can give you a quick tour. So I have so I have the SJC oh, the skateboard kit. There. Holy fuck! Yeah. <laughs> So I have it's the, in there though. So I have the in the wake. Henry put the shirt it's, on. <laughs> it's on though. It's on. Yo. It's on, baby. Yo. But yeah, Henry, no, it's shit, Henry, it looks good, man. You look that's pretty good, Henry. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> ten yeah. out of ten yeah. would bang. So hold have, on, you get um, you got a, like a like a rod coming off the wall with the shirts hung on it. Yeah. So I just yeah I mounted a it's like a six peg rod there. And, nice. Uh, I got a bunch of shit up there. Yeah. Is that the most pegs you can take? I mean, you tell me, buddy. I don't know. So we went, Cronin we pegged us. that one time. What were we <laughs> I talking pegged about? Everybody. Pegged hey. everybody. So that front shirt there is from um your uh, live stream, right? We call, it, we call it the well. No, that's your yeah. I don't know. Yeah, go signal, right? I guess. So anyway, <laughs> well, I don't know. Fuck, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Fuck it, man. Look, he has a museum. Um, is it cataloged very well? Eh. Nah. <laughs> I've it's only had two visitors, okay. and my wife comes in here and yells at me all the time. <laughs> no, but that that shirt. I've only is had a two medium. visitors. One of them, all she does is yell at me, and will fucking never fuck me. <laughs> Did she tell you that? <laughs> no, you fucking talking to me? Oh my god! So that? Oh my god! That, oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> so that shirt was given to me by Mrs. Phillips at um. At one of your shows, Ryan's mom um, or wife? <laughs> Both. Same same person, Both? right? <laughs> no, his wife, Ashley. Ashley gave Ryan to Snowballer. <laughs> Snowball. You guys are from Missouri. It's the same thing, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Same deal. Um, no, Ashley gave it to me, um, and so she came out in the pit in the middle of uh, "Is this my fate?" and gave that to me. So I thought that was very impressive, and uh, that was during your the second. The second, so we call it Sodi Bowl, but the second August shows of, of 2021. And so that's super special. But yeah, I got, I got a bunch a. of shit. 
I think I think my in the wake poster is probably the rarest. I do have a drum head from those shows. Um, I got a bunch of shit. I have a uh, I have the test pressing from Page Avenue that you guys signed that red one there. Sick. So that's pretty dope. I won that in a charity auction, so I'm excited about that. But. Dude, you should actually catalog the whole shit, even if it's just an Instagram yeah. profile. Take a photo of every th- single thing you have. Yeah. You know? Start, yeah, a, start have, an Instagram. The I don't Sony even know if you know I have this, museum. Adam. Yeah. I have a snare signed by Josh and personalized uh, from the 10-year album. Oh, well. He yeah, gave it. That was part. Huh? Gordon, take some, take some pictures of these, and we'll throw it on the Patreon. I'll slide some dicks in there so you guys do slide it. Slide it in. Just like in the corner, just a little head hanging out. Yeah, just down here. A mushroom. <laughs> One little flaccid head. Speaking yeah, of hey, speaking of danglers, <laughs> Henry put on the shirt and then took it off. What a fucking ripoff! I mean, I can um, put it back on if that's what you need. <laughs> <laughs> the dragon oh, shirt. God. The uh, the dragon shirt. So we made in like two thousand five. I want to say probably. I love this. This so shirt much. that has a really generic looking like tribal dragon on it that I think we actually took. It was either like a stock photo or something, but it's the kind of thing you could buy like a die cut sticker from a tattoo shop of this fucking dragon. It's been used on a million things and Ryan modified it. Uh, And by modified it, I mean, he added like (laughs) what proportionally on a human would be like a 14 inch boner, (laughs) like a huge dick on this dragon, but it's just a silhouette and it says story of the year and, and just a, bold Helvetica font right there. It's just, it's just all black on yellow. And since it's a silhouette, you don't necessarily notice it's like, is that a leg? Is it part of a wing? Like you just don't like, cause it's this big complicated looking dragon shit. No one fucking knew that this dragon had a huge dick. Like no one. <laughs> and I, I think I even posted about it on the discord last year. And a bunch of people were like, no fucking way. Like, I think Maria was like, I have that shirt. Are you serious? Cause I, the reason it, it it came up is because I saw it at my in-laws house. My sister-in-law had it. And I was like, you know about that shirt, right? Like, you know, what's on that shirt. And she's like, what the dragon? I'm like, yeah, look at the dragon again. And she's like, what? And I'm like, this part right here. (laughs) She goes, I don't get it. I'm like, look, see the, the little ridge right here. That's, that's a helmet. That's a dick. That's a (laughs) a giant. And she's like, you gotta be fucking shitting me! That's, like she'd been wearing that shit since, since she was like thirteen awesome. years old. Ortiz, get us back on track. All right, I need to watch. Crony, you briefly together. brought up the new album as a joke, but let's talk about the new album because this gentleman, this fine young gentleman here, is recording something brand new for the listeners of the world. Let's let's talk about that. All right. Yeah. So. Just go ahead and just go ahead and tell start us, with track tell one. Us everything. What's what's the Hit, name play of it? On track one. What's the name of the right, song? Like How many songs are there? No. <laughs> um. I can tell you how many, how many, probably 11. Okay. Okay. Unless we pull another one out of our ass, which isn't going to happen. So 11. Um, and it is, it's so hard to try to be objective, given the fact that every time any artist makes anything, the thing that they've just made is their favorite mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. It's just, it's just the nature of being an artist, whether you make fucking fan art in Photoshop or you make music, or you build fucking Lego sculptures, the thing you just made is like, fucking A, you will not believe the shit I just made, you know? Um, That said, lots of people who have heard these songs are like, dude, 
you guys, um, you guys really fucking did it this time. You, uh, holy shit. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I can say minus the nostalgia and the power of that to like, you know, move an album to the top of your, your list of like an artist's catalog or whatever. This is probably our best album. Damn. That's crazy. Damn. Like for real. That's crazy. And I think it's, it comes from it, like just a perfect storm of timing mm-hmm. in terms of like where the genre is and our awareness of that and where we are in our careers, that kind of scarcity and desperation that comes from not, doing it for so long and wanting to do it for so long and then not literally not being allowed to by the world because we have a goddamn pandemic. Yeah. And then being open-minded to new processes and working with writers and producers and younger people who see our band from a different perspective and can help us like unlock things and get past kind of like insecurities or, um, stubbornness that we have just by being fucking old musicians you know mm-hmm. all that shit culminating to bring us to a place where we made an album with like absolute intention top to bottom for the first time rather than just like you know write a bunch of songs and like you know pick the best ones and rather than trying to force some theme on it it's just like okay let's write an album that is us everything that people love about our band but make it current in a way that isn't that doesn't uh, betray or or forget where we came from and why people gravitated towards our band in the first place. Learning from all the mistakes, all the kind of shit. I mean, mistakes in in the sense that we kind of like went too far in one direction or the other to kind of um, go off brand. You know what I mean? We re- I mean we like soft rebranded ourselves enough that now like the culmination of all that those missteps and all that shit makes a version of story of the year that isn't just pure page Avenue, but allows us to do like heavy shit and different, different stuff. But, um, we, we just basically honor all that stuff and pick all the best elements and make it modern. And then here we are with this album that kind of fucking crushes everything. It's an amazing feeling. Is there any sort of like theme lyrically that you're sensing across the board for the album? It's emo as fuck. Mm -hmm. So I guess I would say that's the theme, like getting back to, exactly the way we wrote lyrics on page avenue everything's very personal and if there is shit that is saying something larger it's still through a personal lens and i think there's only one song that really goes outside of like a one-to-one personal relationship kind of thing and even Mm -hmm. so it's still absolutely applicable to two people in a thing whether they're in a in a romantic relationship or just in like a conversation on the fucking Mm -hmm. internet whatever it's still personal on that level so there's nothing to get lost in or confused by or alienated by in terms of what is this fucking political thing that they're talking about? What is this fucking, this science movie that they wrote this whole thing around? (laughs) Like there's none of that, even though I love all that shit. Yeah. That's not necessarily what drew people to our band. So we recognized that and said, okay, let's write lyrics with this in mind, not fake it, make it all personal to us. Just think about how it's received as much as we're thinking about how we deliver it. You know what I mean? Yes. So we, you know, we've, as patrons, we've heard snippets of things and there's a lot of it that's, it's so modern, but it's also, you can say, okay, that's got a little bit of vibe from In the Wake. Mm -hmm. It's got a little bit of Black Swan in it, a little bit of Paige, you know, so it's like you guys are true to what you're, you know, you're not 
totally reinventing yourselves, but you're staying modern. And it's everything we heard is amazing. Like none of it's like, I don't care for that. You know, it's, it's so fucking dope, man. Did none of it sound like the constant? (laughs) I was waiting. Um, no, I mean, mean, actually there's one song that has a thing that I'm like, should we take that guitar lead off the intro? It sounds kind of like fucking, yeah, it's kind of constant ish. I don't know if I could fuck with that. (laughs) Kind of constanty. But there's there's a few it's songs fucking like, constant. There, there's some that's like it's a little bit of take me back, a little bit of our time is now. Like I yeah. get it. Like I'm like I feel it, you know. And um, you know, I think with you guys coming in, you guys being open to you know outside sources, Colin being so young and um in tune with what people want nowadays. I mean, again, I've heard you know very minimal of of record six, but we've heard heavy, we've heard acoustic, we've heard. You know, just some really, really cool stuff. And um, there's not one song I'm like, that, you know, nothing. And again, I'm fucking biased, man. Like, not much (laughs) is skippable for me with Story of the Year. But and kind of going back to, you know, just the the previous album, Wolves. And I know you you, you were on a hiatus then, but you were still a part of it. I mean, from from everything they say, you know, you were you you heard things. you, You were still in contact with those guys. That was kind of a, from what they say, it was kind of a reset. They were like, people still do give a shit about Story of the Year, and in a big way. I mean, they hit their goal in mere hours, you know, and and they, I think they got up to three hundred and fifty percent of their goal on 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 the pledge site, and so I think this this album was a no brainer. Obviously, you guys hit some obstacles along the way, uh, being a, a global pandemic and uh, right. many other things, but I think. I think the time's right. And, you know, with you look at some of your, your peers, Atreyu, who, who I know you're close with, Silverstein, those kind of guys, they're constantly reinventing themselves. And I mean, Atreyu's, I mean, their sound is, I was listening to them today. I'm like, what's my favorite Atreyu album? And it's like, it's just, yeah. it's just, there's a spectrum of it. And, and, and I think Story Leader is the same way. Dude, this is going to be huge for you guys. And, you know, I, I hope, you know, like deep down, I hope you guys become fucking um, Rolling Stones fucking size band and you forget about all of us but whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. we're gonna we're gonna need a guest once in a while okay so like don't get don't i still get got his phone popular. i still got his phone number he can block me eventually when he's big when he's he can big time <laughs> well, me eventually, hopefully but. hopefully the album goes triple aluminum <laughs> but no i mean you know we we want you guys to to you know i mean dude you're, you're the biggest thing in our lives and and uh it'll always be that way but from what i hear it's it's just it's gonna be stupid awesome and uh yeah yep. thanks man I appreciate that a lot because it, um, like I said, as an artist, you get so attached to your creations. It's hard to step out and and really objectively say, is this good? Yeah. Is this song worth keeping on the album? (laughs) Should we write a better one? You know, this, that, whatever. But to hear not only from friends and fans who are invested in us, but label people, managers, other producers who, yeah, like our band, but ultimately would would never bullshit us. Would just be like, mm-hmm. yeah, cool, if it was cool. But right. instead they're like, dudes, um, <laughs> this is fucking great. This is like, even like the, uh, the, the dude who, like one of the artists who was working on artwork for us mm-hmm. sent Ryan this long text about, he, and Ryan may have mentioned this on the podcast, um, oh. about, oh. I mean, he, he didn't just say it's great. He said all this shit about, you know, a band that's been around as long as you guys, gone through all this shit, given the current state of things, trying to make a new album that isn't irrelevant, basically. Like, given all that shit, 
you guys did it times 10, fucking knocked it out of the park. And this is just based on like three songs. So it's incredibly fucking validating. I'm not saying this to like talk up our album and say everyone should fucking suck our nards, but like it's, it's to say that I think, I think it's legit this time. I think it's everything that we've wanted out of the past four albums for, yeah, that's the good math. Everything we've thought every time I think now is legit. And even, even then I'm still like trying not to get my hopes up. Like, dude, if I can just make a living, fucking A. If I can make as much as I made at the mall and be comfortable, right? sick. But it also may be a completely life-changing album. I I mean, I live in a fucking $148,000 house because that's what's possible in Missouri. I don't want, I don't give a shit about a bigger house. But what I'm saying is, like, we're we're very settled into, like, okay, we did well, Mm -hmm. but we're not that big of a band. So we just try to live within our means, whatever, and we have fucking day jobs when we need to. This shit could actually change our lives. Yeah. Like, a lot. And we're adult people now and not wild fucking early 20s, like adolescent (laughs) idiots. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Things could be cool. Cronin mentioned the last album's like Patreon kind of push or, you know, to to kind of crowdfund it. Yeah. What, what's the decision behind going the, the kind of classic or maybe it's not, maybe it's a little modified, but the decision to go behind having a label this time around. And kind of doing it the old-fashioned way, as it were. What's I mean, when you, when you guys were sitting down to talk about, hey, how do we fund this album? How do we do all this kind of stuff? What was the the factor where you like we should do this with a, like a label or or whoever it is? We definitely went back and forth a lot, and we did that thing where we were just conceptually arguing about what we thought was best, even though we hadn't even started to <laughs> to put the feelers out and figure out what was there. So there were plenty mm-hmm. of times where we're like. No, we should we we should try to do a deal, or we should get that a chance, or no, we should crowdfund it. And it was like, okay, we'll fucking figure it out when the shit's actually in front of us. So we finally did, and it just happened to be one of those things where the opportunity was there, and given everything that was on the table, it just made perfect sense. That the label is Sharp Tone, which is owned by this dude Sean Keith, who was the head of A&R at Sumerian through all of the Asking Alexandria. Mm-hmm heyday like all the big shit all that metalcore stuff that dude was kind of at the helm he's a st louis dude he used to play in a band called calico system that we played shows with back in the day so he's he's a hometown dude that we've known forever and he's wanted to work with us in some capacity for a long time he's been reaching out for years Mm -hmm. you know whether it was in management or or this or that and finally it just made sense where he had built this new label and we had moved to new management and he's like, well, I'll do a one record deal with you guys if you want to do that. What what do we want to do? You know, and it was like a just like a one sheet deal memo. Like, we'll keep this simple. It'll be a, a, a fair split for everybody. Let's just fucking do it. Hometown dudes, you know, that's awesome. And it just made sense. It was like, OK. It's a label, which is something that we had like a lot of artists completely sworn mm-hmm. off forever but it's a dude that we have some kind of personal relationship with who's clearly like invested not just in our band as a fan but also as a hometown dude and a bro and he's going to he's going to give a shit more on that level and he's been talking to us forever about doing this and they happen to be a pretty good fucking indie label with sick distribution internationally oh yeah mm-hmm. fucking a let's do it yeah gotcha and then we just start delivering songs and he's just like over the fucking moon about it so some of it is good timing and good, like sort of like pumping the brakes and feeling it out and making a good decision at the right time on our part. And some of it's also just 
again, amazing luck and timing, just like our first album. You know what I mean? Because we had the same kind of conversations as like young hardcore kids. Like, I don't know, a major label. Like the re- the only reason we signed to a major label, quote major label. I mean, Maverick was under a major, so it was like I don't know, it was in this in between spot. But the the fact that Deftones were on that label, we're like, okay, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. Like we would have rather signed to like Victory or Drive Through or something small, right. which would have been stupid. <laughs> but everything aligned, and we happened to get management, all this shit, and we were just like okay, this works. And Feldman's like, dude, you should do this. Trust me, you should do this. And we're like, okay. And then here we are as adults looking back, taking all that into account, looking at the chips in front of us and going, yeah, this is probably right. Mm-hmm. And I think luck's happening again. We should fucking do this. And here we are. So I feel good. Some pretty big names on Sharp Toe. Oh, yeah. I'm taking a look right now. And I'm seeing August Burns Red. Go. We got Don Broco on there. We got Amir. We've got... Uh, Oh shit! I didn't know this. Joshua Travis has got his own thing going on. He's got some good names on here, man. You're probably in some good hands yeah. here. That's what it looks like. Don Broco, I feel like, is the asking Alexandria of this era of um, of Sean's career with this label. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the, it seems like they're doing for this label what asking did for Sumerian. And fuck, dude! If we could play some shows with Don Broco in Europe, holy yeah. shit, they're fucking massive. Hell yeah. They've, they, they're supposed to be doing some stuff here soon. I mean, if you want to go over there, give them a call. We'll all go over there with well, you. Hang. So, yeah, we'll just do that. That sounds great. I'll do whatever job you need if you just take me along as crew. Whatever job. He means hand job. He means blow jobs. He means... Hand job. Foot job. Professional hanger-outer. Dibs. The, uh, the question I have is uh, something I've noticed a lot uh, with uh, Logic. Just put out a new album. Uh, Halsey and a few others, uh, TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, Papa Roach is currently absolutely murdering TikTok right now with the way they're releasing, you know, like leading up to this new music video that they got coming out. And they, they basically have done it for this entire album. Is that something that you guys have talked about? Is that something that management or the label has, you know, brought to your attention? Like, I know you guys have talked about making a TikTok and doing things and maybe had made one already, but like, is it, is it something count, but yeah, we don't have shit on it. Is it something that you guys are thinking about doing? Because honestly, I think personally, and I'm, I'm the, the guys might agree with me as well, that if you guys actually like did stuff on TikTok, I think that shit would take off. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a constant topic of conversation and it's, it's the kind of thing where if we were 22 right now, if, you know, just like pick us up out of 2002 and put us right here right now with the same mentality, we would fucking destroy on TikTok. Like everything we did yeah. with VHS cameras and Sony Vio laptops in the back of a pizza shop, all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. that's perfect for TikTok, but instead of it being long form and then turning turning that into DVDs as a, as a signed band, um, it would be just constant um, social media content. We've talked about that so much. We, um, we just, we're in a different place. Like when we were 22, 23, you know, up to 25 years old, 28 years old, like all the way through the Black Swan, we just always had cameras in our hands because we were always together and that's just what we did. So now we're at like a different stage in our band where the whole process is different. And it's so ironic and fucking annoying when you step back and look at it. Like we have 
these cameras in our pockets that are dozens of times more, if not several hundred times more powerful and higher resolution and all that shit than these fucking handicaps we had back in the yeah. day. But we, we take it for granted and we don't shoot shit. But then we have moments when we're just like, we're playing a few shows and we, we're just like when we were in, in the UK for that festival, we posted like two or three things on Instagram stories of us just in the bar, just being fucking idiots. And we were laughing our asses off. This was like pre podcast, pre all that shit. Ryan and I were fucking crying laughing. It just like the faces that Josh, like there's one where like he, Ryan does this like, uh, this like beaker Muppets face when he puts it, like he does like a cornholio, uh, <laughs> kind of shirt thing. And we were posting that and Josh and we were just losing it. We're like, dude, why don't we just do this shit all the fucking time? This is just like what we used to do, but it's on our phone and on social media instead. So we're like, this is a really long way of saying we're fully aware of what we can do and should do, but mm-hmm. circumstances are different and we're old curmudgeonly fucking idiots. So yeah. it's like work now to try to do that. Even though it's ultimately just a matter of like flipping the switch back on. That said, we've talked about videos, you know, the, like the video budget versus the social media budget, because ultimately it's all about where you're aiming the camera. It's the same thing. It's just like, do people want to watch some cinematic short story that has some performance in it or do they just want to see something on their feed that is right you know just someone staring into a camera and some text on screen and they're doing something creative in our case it would be someone's fucking butthole or, or whatever but that's a different website that's an OnlyFans account there <laughs> i feel like there's a great untapped market for us um i feel like josh is. would kill it just saying untapped was um that i meant what i meant um <laughs> <laughs> your wife who's my wife um who's on you know twitter and instagram she's one of the funniest people i know um she's got she's, she's way fucking funnier than me dude it's oh, like yeah. every time she tweets tweets something and, i'm like god i'm that clever like twice a year so she doesn't i followed her i followed her for quite quite a while and she doesn't seem to care for you you know like <laughs> she loves to banter me dude so she fucking, but she and her sister like their favorite thing to do is i say something i i slip up like one word in a yeah. sentence oh, yeah. and it's their new joke for the next year we, what did we call you what did we call you for a long time um somebody at a party called you the wrong name alan alan the peanut <laughs> alan the peanut yeah my um, name my name in both of their phones is fucking alan the peanut alan the peanut <laughs> yeah so but she she kind of gave a ringing endorsement on on several social media platforms about the new album, saying it's one of the best things she's ever heard. Um, and I, I get again, I get the vibe she doesn't care for you guys too much. Not, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm joking, but well, at this um, point, she's like, yeah. you know, I'm her husband. She's unimpressed. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, he's yeah, got to deal with it. Yeah, so yeah, she's got to please cut with. cut the fucking lawn, please. Right, yeah, <laughs> just shut the That's fuck great. up and cut the lawn. You, you um, made some no, music she, with your she, friends. Go mow the fucking lawn. Yeah. You want to fucking slap at a bass? Go ahead. Um, no, but she um, she gave kind of a ring endorsement, um, and and I said, I mean, you know, if you're gonna get any critics' uh, advice, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna take hers. And uh, and again, I'll listen to you guys. I've told you a million times. I'll listen to you farting tubas, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm a biased. Well, you're in luck. I think the hidden track is just that. It's me singing. Yeah. I, I'm covering my own uh, title track of the internal battle. I just sing for forty five. Hold on. Speaking of. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Oh, I've so farted at least seven times on this podcast. I know. Will you guys, we fucking know. Will you guys we see know. me dying from laughter? And I just like look away from the camera or I bow out and I'm holding it in. It's because I saw Cronin's face. Yeah. Um, I need to make a compilation of that or something. Cause goddamn, I'm Adam's gonna... sitting here like explaining something. And all of a sudden you just see, yeah. You see Cronin, <laughs> when, he, when he goes to the side like this, he goes to the side. Yeah. He, this face grunting. He's, he's pushing one out. And then I hear, he's got that, I hear, he's got that sneaky lean down. I got the toots, man. I got the toots. So speaking of this new album, so coming with the albums comes usually tours, right? Uh, how long are you guys looking at for tours as far as, you know, the cycle of this album? Are you going to go like a year long thing or are you going to do like little spurts here and there? Spurts. Um, spurts on your face. <laughs> must spurt in your face. We, we, we definitely plan on keeping the, you know, uh, like a, a leg of a tour shorter ish just to not be away from the family longer because we're old, we're old as fuck. And it's just, it's different a few weeks at a time. Like two is two is what we say is the max. The thing we have coming up is more like two and a half. It is what it is. Um, part of that is not wanting to be away so much. The other part is like just trying to be smart about not overdoing it. Like yes, if if you do a full U.S. tour, ultimately like economically, like budgetarily speaking, you can make more because you know how you know the cost of like starting up a tour, ending it, all this kind of shit, whatever. But us, it's like that balance of like time away, what makes the most money for the time spent, what's the most fun, and all that said, it will for sure be more than the last album. We're now in this emo resurgence, so mm-hmm. there are a lot more festivals that make sense for us. You know, we've got we've got when we were young coming up in October, and it's just a better time to play shows. So it's not. It's not so much of like, okay, we need to go slog through like every A, B, and C market in the United States just to make enough money. It's more like, okay, we'll we'll play bigger shows, fewer shows, some of them festivals where everyone's coming together. And most people that are older that are in this into this music, you know, like you guys, you're also almost dead. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's like I well, resemble that. I could go to a big festival and see a whole bunch of bands I want. Or I could go to like 19 shows and see them all in shitty clubs. I'll just go to the Big Sick Festival mm-hmm. and then see the the few headliners that you care about. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like the old days where we were competing with a hundred other bands for a whole bunch of teenagers' attention. You know what I mean? Those right. kids that are coming up know our band from older siblings, parents, and shit, and they're discovering us just like I discovered fucking Zeppelin and old bands like that. So. They're part of the equation, but it's not like we have to grind every fucking day of the year to make it happen. So we're just trying to be strategic, have more fun, make a good living, and then also not spend too much time because we want to we want to write more music and put out another album. We don't want to have like a fucking we don't want another five year gap. Granted, you know, pandemic was a factor, but we don't want another five year gap before our next album. Mm-hmm. So, trying to be smart. Trying to do more, trying not to overdo it. You know what I mean? Album seven coming soon. You heard it here first. That's right. <laughs> I have so many questions about the new album, but I, I really, you know, it's like I was, I was texting with you trying to guess the new album title, and I really don't want to know. You know what I mean? Like, there's Dude, a lot it's of better that, not to know. It's, yeah. it feels fun to like 
Yeah. And I have this thing with like TV shows and shit. It's fun yeah. to figure it out, like play detective right. and be like, fuck, I knew it. Yeah, every time you guys keep saying a title of a, sh- of a name of a song right now, I'm just like, Ugh. like, I don't, I want to hear it for the first time. It, it kind of like destroys the mystique. With the Patreon and the Discord, it's like, you know, we like being insiders, but it's also like, I don't want to know too much. You know, if you, if you just leaked it all to us now, I'd be like, all right. You know what I mean? But we want to yeah. enjoy it with everybody, you know? And, uh, yeah. I think what we've gotten so far, it's like you get like 15 seconds, 20 seconds or something. It's like enough to be like, oh, dude, this is fucking dope, man. A little, you little know? taste, and a little hit. A little hit, you know, and uh, I don't know, man. I I, uh, I just love the shit out of you guys. That's all I know. <laughs> hey, man, same. Pretty much. Back to what I was 700 saying. beers. I don't know <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> that did that that did someone just rip one? Was that Henry? Was I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Up. Was Unexpected burp. Why does burp sound like a fart? <laughs> That that thing about delayed gratification. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god! Poot. Yeah, I heard that. I was like, I thought that was a sound. I was trying to muffle it. I looked. It I looked directly me. at Cronin. I was like, ah. He was like, oh, uh, why is it bitch. There is there is really something to be said, especially now when we get everything like just like that. There's something something to be said for purposeful delayed gratification whether it's skipping movie trailers altogether or only watching a teaser or just you know getting a new song from an artist and actually like exercising some restraint Mm -hmm. and not playing out that song so when you get to the album you're not like fuck skip the song you know what i mean it's not enter sandman like just okay straight to fucking track two you know yeah hold us together ortiz (laughs) 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 And I think that, you know, kind of like um, we've talked about, we've all talked about our origin stories with Story of the Year. Um, you know, I was kind of thinking about it today on my drive home. It was like Story of the Year for me. It's, you know, I was, it was introduced to me. I don't know. I was 20 years old, right time, right place, whatever. Um, the melodies caught me first. You know, I mean, you guys, the hooks on Page Avenue were ridiculous. Um, the, and then I think really what kind of solidified my fandom was, the connection with the DVDs. You know, I know you guys have talked about that before where it's like, we felt like we knew you through assassins and then through our time is now. Um, you know, uh, I felt like I knew you in 2005, you know, and it was, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't really till much later that we actually got to know each other personally. Um, so I think that was something different, you know, I mean, people have done live DVDs and things like that, but, um, you guys just kind of showed us everything. And, um, I would go to shows, Everything. In Virginia, I would go to shows in Cleveland. I would go to shows wherever I could. And I, you know, we met Biff and Timmy and Mark and all those kind of guys. And it was just like, it's just different, man. You know, like you guys just kind of hit it. Um, and, you know, we still talk to those guys. We, we were booking some of them for the podcast. You know, we're, we're talking to Bond right Sick. now. We're talking to, um, you know, uh, we want Jordan on here for sure. You know, so it's like, um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. It's, it's interesting, dude. Uh, like th- that, sorry, that, that connection, I think I have those same thoughts about bands that are in my, like my top five, you know, that I, that I kind of grew up with the biggest ones being Pantera and Metallica because Pantera had their home videos, which is mm-hmm. what we based our shit on entirely. Yeah. That was the number one inspiration. And then Metallica with year and a half in the life of Metallica making the black album, that was our inspiration for our second DVD with all the making of in the wake. Mm-hmm. So I for sure know the feeling of feeling like you know a person 
at least a snapshot of that person in that particular time. Like for me, James Hetfield is always the James Hetfield in 1990 yeah. making the black album. Yeah. Like forever. He can look like the dude at the end of fucking Indiana Jones and the last crusade melting from drinking out of the wrong cup. I think he's but called he'll Muff. still be, he'll still be 1990 Hetfield to me, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like with Pantera, all, all the crew dudes, because they, they elevated their crew so much. They were like, fuck, we should do that too. These are bros. So we made Biff and Timmy and Tros and all those dudes yeah. fucking like micro celebrities within our fandom, you know? So I fully get the sentiment. And I think aside from those bands being great, that's the reason why they, they stuck with me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. And it's interesting that we're now old. Uh, the dudes from Pantera, half of them are dead. The others are just really old, crusty, super decorated fucking racist guys from Texas. Um, very like, like they don't, of course, don't fuck with social media at all. I fuck with it enough. Half of our band, like Ryan, I don't think he can even spell TikTok still. Like, <laughs> tactic. Literally, Tic Tacs. Um, <laughs> T I C K T A C S. Um, Fuck it. Anyway. I'm going to climb this wall. Uh, climb that wall. Um, climb this wall. I'm going to do some cartwheels shirtless. <laughs> um, it's a weird thing to wrap your mind around when you like step back as an adult and really look at everything at a 30,000 foot view and think about what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, what your missed opportunities were and ongoing potentially missed opportunities will be if you don't fucking just decide to just do it and learn how to spell TikTok. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I'm just, uh, I'm just kind of just like going off the brain right now and, and ranting, but the, you, what you said right there kind of yeah. connected, struck a chord. So. so what is the one song, Hey, you know, you would recommend for us to sell somebody on, on story of the year. I think until the day I die, like I, again, I love the song. It's not my favorite. It gets it gets you guys cornered somewhere, you know, in some ways. If I'm trying to explain it to an adult, what's your what's your favorite song? I mean, forget album six for a second. Fuck, like I I can't I can't give you an answer like in a vacuum. You know what I mean? I can't say that objectively because everything sits in the context of our experiences and ups and downs as a band or whatever. So I mean, but in terms of the song that I think is the best introdu introduction to our band, there are kind of actually multiple answers to that. Yeah. If you're older, you show them until the day I die because they, know they may know it. Yeah. Even though they don't know our band, because that's very much our that's like our our biggest problem. Mm -hmm. It's a good problem to have that we have a song big enough that people know, but they just don't necessarily know our band. Mm -hmm. We're like the fucking banana rama of emo. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that's some fucking Karate Kid, dude. Yeah, it's sick. You know, but yeah, yeah, that's nobody knows who the fuck banana rama is. Um, we're trying to change that. And that said, with the new album, I would say there are a handful of songs in the new album that would be the song to show a new fan if they don't know the old shit. They could be of any age. It would be a new song. Unless it's like I, I just want to listen to old stuff. I don't know. You like if if they somehow know all other emo bands, but no, don't know us. Show them until the day I die. Yeah, of course. But um, if it's a more objective thing, like here's something that sounds modern that's really fucking good. 
it's going to be from this new one. And I won't say any more names because Ortiz is trying to, you know, he's he's made a personal no-spoiler pact, apparently. <laughs> Just in case, you know, I don't know if anyone else doesn't want to be spoiled or anyone else. Fuck that guy. You know, I don't care at all. all right. Damn. You two, Fuck that good, guy. you two call each other, talk on the phone, <laughs> tell them all the secrets. I want to hear them as they come out. Dude, and I did that shit. I've said this on, you know, you, you've probably heard this plenty of times. With Wolves, Ryan kept trying to show me demos throughout the whole thing, and I was like, fuck <laughs> off. No, listen yeah. to me. I No, don't blow this opportunity for me. I've never been able to, to, to do this. I'm not listening until I get the shit in my hand. It's a great experience. Physically. I had to, like... I had to like buy a disc drive to plug into my computer to like actually play the CD and like do it old school. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, that's cool. Because I, I got it. And I was like, oh, fuck, where did I put this? Yeah. How, does, circle. how do CDs plastic work? Yeah. But um, so that that's just a cool experience. Yeah. It's just like, um, you know, like when I saw The Force Awakens, sure. I'd seen one trailer. I did the fucking absolute. Yeah, the blackout. Uh, like yeah. ba- ba- basically like analog mm-hmm. approach. And it was an amazing experience. You can't, you can't replicate that shit. Yeah. You can't go back and have a redo. Mm-hmm. I love the song that's named after me. I love it. <laughs> it's not my favorite song. You know what I mean? For, for a lot yeah. of reasons. But um, I think that song's great because it talks about, a lot about, you know, growing up and, you know, getting older and, and you know, kind of changing. But, and it obviously worked out personally. I mean, it was, it was really awesome for me, you know, the, the Wolves campaign. But, um, you know, yeah. I have to always defend Page Avenue. It's like it's, it's their best album, just because it's 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 everything. You know, I mean, it's it's how we all got into this. Again, uh, you know, I, I could talk to you for fucking hours just kissing <laughs> your ass on your on your music. Um, I mean, you have been. It's almost two hours are into this. So I mean, uh, by the time anyone sees the end result of this podcast, who knows? It's been split into two parts. Is this now an hour long? I'll go only? track by track, you fucking asshole. If you want me to, <laughs> I'll fucking just kiss his ass on every track. Uh, no, but I grab some caffeine and go track. all night. I'm good, Chapstick. you know. Chapstick, and you're good to go. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Put some chapstick oh on God. the ass track. <laughs> oh, my God. We're so excited for you guys. Uh, we really are. You know, this it's been great for us. This podcast has tried to spin it off and, and not make it too story of the year centric. We've tried to do our own thing, but um, we all know where this came from. You know, we won't forget that for sure. We pretty much mention you guys every week. We love you. We're stalkers. <laughs> so, I mean. <laughs> Thanks, man. We love you guys. You yeah. think about it. The. We kind of kind of started it as a as a joke, and now here we are. We filled in one week, and yeah. then we turned it. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, we <laughs> should totally do it. And then I sent we sent we sent it to Adam. And I said, listen, if you don't use this, there's no hard feelings. We did it, you know, and and they used it. It was great. Yeah, was yeah. I cool. actually, I my wife earlier, my wife my was wife. like, so hold on, it's which podcast or. Is it? It's just Discord, like they put, or what's the deal? And I, so I explained it, and it, it was yeah, exactly that. Like it just, just happened. Like we yeah. bumble fucked around and didn't make a podcast episode, and you guys were like, "Fuck it, we'll just make one." And then it just became a yeah. real podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the, the joke just didn't stop. We're now like, you know, this is this will be number fourteen. Uh, the joke just didn't stop. We just kind of kept hitting record. And you know, yeah. here we are. We almost, almost mm-hmm. maybe have a format. So we almost maybe have a structured show in some capacity ish. But <laughs> like, you know, it's still a podcast and we're, we're having fun making it. But yeah, it's been pretty great just getting to shoot this shit with other people who are like minded and who are into the same music we're into. We're also all into the same shit, like same movies, TV show, and it just worked out really. 
Well, oh, without taking Poor too much man. more time from Adam's life, uh, let's let let's let him go. Let's let, let's let him go back to his home. So hopefully, we'll see you in roughly a month, less than. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Holy shit. Yeah. Maybe. My girlfriend brought that to my attention. I have uh, I have plane tickets that say I may be there, but we'll see. We shall see. Let's not say what it is in case you can't put that. We're waiting for a yeah. formal invite. He he looked a little confused when you first said that. Uh, I'm not, I hope, hopefully we're not off base. Yeah, that and then and then shows starting the end of August. Yeah. So not long before we're a lot of places. Noise. Hell yes. Well, Noice. Adam, thank you very much for joining us today here on the Steamy Nook. And we want to give a. you an opportunity just to shout out all the things you're working on. So go ahead and tell listeners where they can catch you, where they can find you on social media. I am personally on social media everywhere at Adam the skull by everywhere. I mean, Twitter and Instagram, my other podcast, thank the maker, a star Wars podcast is on Twitter at thank the maker on Instagram and TikTok at thank the maker pod. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash thank the maker pod. If you want to support that, my band is, of course, at Story of the Year on Instagram, Story of the Year on the Facebooks, um, Instagram and Twitter, and then TikTok, no content yet, but at Story of the Year PAC. And then we have the Story of the Year Patreon, patreon.com slash Story of the Year. Support your favorite artists. Please Yay. and thank you. Support Story of the Year. See all of our jackass yep. selves on there. Do it. It's worth it. it. Do it. It's a good time. Speaking, Dude, and like, what's the lowest tier? Four bucks or something, right? Get you access. To, it's like five dollar holo. Yeah, you get access to the um, to the to the Discord and yeah. to just fucking hang out and it, you know, and like be in and like in a conversation with like minded people and talk shit and maybe actually talk about the band occasionally. It's definitely talk the about best. dicks and otherwise most of the time. It's definitely one of the best band discords. So we've talked about that before, where some of the other ones are just lame, you know. And really, it's, oh, it's. I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not going to out anybody here. But the story of the Discord is fucking crazy. It's worth it. Yeah. When Cronin gets drunk, he says Storty. Like, Storty. Storty. Are you Swedish chef all of a sudden? I, never I got a poop. It. Speaking of Patreons, real quick, we'll go through these guys. We got an honorary list of a fuck you list going on here. And if you're listening to this for the first time, our fuck you list is a term of endearment. So when we say fuck you, we actually are saying we love you. But our first one goes out to Wiley. So fuck you, Wiley. It's an honorary. Eat shit. <laughs> Dickhead. But we have our we have our other Patreon members who have signed up to get shout outs. So we have Olivia Perry. How do you guys want to shout her out? I hate you. Nice. You sunscreen. <laughs> How about lobster ass? And aloe. How about Talia? I hope no, I hope Olivia gets detained in customs. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Just go back. Go back to wherever you came from. Fuck. How about Talia? Keith Evan. <laughs> Keith Evan. Good day. Go find Keith Evan for us. What about a uh, big T, Teresa? Mm. Fucking god damn it. God fucking damn it. We're never it. playing She's Let everywhere. again. There it is. I'm gonna kick her Pratt ass. Him. I'm gonna fucking kick her ass. <laughs> I'm gonna fight that lady. I'll beat that lady's ass. <laughs> we have Chris. Chris can't write. What do you want to say to him? Howdy, partner. Howdy. Can't write. Can't get a boner. Yeah. Can't fucking Stupid stand that guy. Boots, you idiot. New boots, Son goofing ass. Bitch. New boot, goofing. <laughs> oh, ow, ow. Genuine ostrich. Three payments. Three payments. <laughs> 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 no. 
Thank you very much for joining us today, ladies and gentlemen. If you have not yet, hit that five-star review over on Spotify or Apple when you can, or tell your friends about the Steamy Nook podcasts. Mutilate that fucking subscribe button. Basically, podcasts only really grow mainly through word of mouth, so tell your friends, tell your your grandma, tell your mom, tell your bald-headed aunt. Put it in your mouth. (laughs) Put put this podcast into a USB drive. Put that USB drive in your mouth. Spit it into someone else's mouth and tell them to plug it in and listen. Mm. Snowball that shit. Snowball our podcast. Shout out to Phillips that. family. Shout out, shout, out, shout out to Ryan Phillips. Hide your kids, hide all, your wife, all the hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. The Philipsises. Philipsises. And with that, we say goodbye. God damn it. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.